0: It's the American with Kim Monson.
1: Now, while this is all going on, I went through President Trump's speech and uh, Chuck and Nancy's rebuttal.
0: The most important story.
1: The American people finally said enough, and that is why they elected Donald Trump.
0: The latest in politics and world affairs.
1: Britain's version of Medicare for All is struggling with long waits for care.
0: And opinions and ideas that prepare you to tackle the day ahead.
1: Because ideas matter. It's the Americhicks. Dissecting
0: issues as right versus this wrong instead of right versus left agree or disagree let's have a conversation
1: indeed welcome to the americhicks and let's have a conversation uh, we're going to have a great show planned for you again today uh, we'll go through some headlines in this first segment second segment we'll talk with laura carno uh, and some solutions as many of you know there was a tragic uh, shooting at a uh, high school right here in douglas county in the metro area And this is not okay. It is not okay that our kids go to school and they don't come home at the end of the day. day. So we're going to be talking with Laura Carno about that and some solutions on what we can do. And then in the third and fourth segment, we'll talk with Congressman Ken Buck. Uh, It's crazy in Washington. They're in a dither and a Twitter regarding William Barr and the Mueller report and Trump's tax returns. So we will get Congressman Ken Buck's take on that i want to say thank you to zach and to steve and patty and keith and running the boards today thank you to dave producer dave it's great to have you here thanks i'm glad to be here so uh, we're going to jump into some of these uh, headlines in just a moment but first of all our little note of inspiration today comes from cicero Uh, marcus tullius cicero was a roman statesman orator lawyer and philosopher who served as consul in the year 63 B.C., and he came from a wealthy municipal family of the Roman equestrian order and is considered one of Rome's greatest orators and prose stylists. And he said this. He said, The diligent farmer plants trees of which he himself will never see the fruit. Again, the diligent farmer plants trees of which he himself will never see the fruit, and that is Cicero. Uh, Today, we're not going to have any funnies because it's not very funny. And you know what happened yesterday here in the metro area with that shooting at the school. However, Dave, you mentioned something about Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez that uh, it is kind of funny. And that is, uh, she apparently uh, put something out, was it Instagram or or something tweeted that she didn't know what a garbage disposal was. I find that really hard to believe.
2: (laughs) Yeah, well, I think she's trying to pretend like, you know, she's trying to portray that she's grew up poor in the Bronx, even though everyone knows that's not true. Um, and that she's, and that uh, there were no garbage disposals in New York city for a really long time, but that ban was lifted in the eighties, I guess. And they're allowed to have garbage disposals now. Plus she supposedly worked in a restaurant and now she's pretending how bougie her apartment is in DC. And she doesn't know how to use a garbage disposal. Apparently.
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah, right. She worked as a, my understanding as a bartender. I mean, Restaurants have garbage disposals. And, you know, it's, it's one of these things where, you know, I, I realize I think that she's pandering to a certain narrative. But this this is really not smart. And all of a sudden, this really, again, is the veil is off. Uh, I don't think that she's telling the truth. And, my gosh, if you've grown up in America and you don't know what a garbage disposal is, um, and you're a, a representative, a U.S. representative you know, that well, and she's supposed to be taking really us into the issues.
2: future technologically.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and you know, this implication that garbage disposals are bad. I actually had toured one, or, one of the uh, water treatment facilities and uh, sanitation facilities several years ago when I was on city council. And they take all that stuff that goes down all the drains, and they actually make fertilizer out of it. They reuse all this stuff. So it's actually pretty organic. And so uh, this kind of self-righteousness on her part that she doesn't know what a garbage disposal is, is really, uh, I think it's pandering and I think it's disingenuous. So it's not very funny, but it is really goofy, I think. Um, We're going to jump into headlines here in just a moment. But before we do that, in two days is our Stand for Colorado Rally. And uh, for all of you who have, been, have emailed me, I will be getting back with you uh, today and tomorrow. We have just been so busy getting all of these uh, final touches on this. But basically, we, if you support Colorado's Constitution, the U.S. Constitution, and believe in freedom of thought, private property rights, parental choice, economic well-being, good jobs, and want smaller, less intrusive, and less oppressive government, then you stand for Colorado. And right before our eyes during this last legislative session, we've had state legislators who do not stand for Colorado. They're creating and passing laws that are in violation of all these very important things and more. Uh, these laws, uh, rules, regulations make it more difficult and more expensive for everyday Coloradans like us to live in our state. It makes it more. Uh, they are promoting radical agendas that are will turn us into a welfare state. And as Maggie Thatcher said, the problem with a welfare state, the problem with socialism is that eventually you run out of everybody else's money. And they also are doing things that will cause companies to leave, which will put a financial burden on all of the rest of us. Uh, There's no such thing as a free lunch. Somebody has to pay for it. And it's going to be us. Uh, So come out and join us on Stand for Colorado. And, Dave, you know, I know people are busy. Uh, There's a lot going on. Uh, Parking is awful. Uh, downtown, again, because of uh, public policy, and traffic is a bear also, and again, because of public policy. But one of my other things that I do is I have uh, a World War II show where I've interviewed over 100 World War II veterans. And I tell you what, if those young guys, you know, 16, 17, 18, 19 years old, can leave their homes and go to places they'd never heard of, to fight foes that they never knew existed, to stand against tyranny and evil, then the least we can do is figure out how to get downtown, get parked, and uh, stand for Colorado. And I think we're going to have a really big day. Uh, People have been emailing me, and I will be back to all of you today and tomorrow to uh, respond to that. It looks like it's going to be a cool day, but it looks like it'll be dry. And so grab your jacket and join us, standforcolorado.com that'll be on the west steps of the capitol. We're so pleased though there's five concurrent locations throughout the state. So go to www.standforcolorado.com. All the information is there. And then Dave, we have basically you've probably heard, you know, of speed dating. Well, this is speed issues. We have a stellar list of speakers and each of them will have 3 minutes and they're going to talk about a specific issue that is of concern to everyday Coloradans. So be sure and join us at Stand for Colorado. So now we're going to jump into some of the headlines. We'll be talking about the school shooting with Laura Carno in the second segment. Uh, Regarding the Denver election, Mayor Michael Hancock will have a runoff with Jamie Gillis. Uh, Apparently he did not get 50% of the vote, and so there will be a uh, runoff election on June 4th. Uh, again, during the uh, regarding the Denver election, it looks like this. Initiative 300, uh, which would have ended the camping ban, which would have allowed people to basically live wherever they wanted to <clears throat> on um, city and county property of Denver. It looks like that's going to go down. Uh, another thing, Forbes just reported that Colorado is becoming One DuPont West, and One DuPont West is the location in Washington, D.C., of basically kind of the whole education think tank lobby. And uh, it looks like that they are trying to bring that to Colorado. And, you know, I see that. I see that we are moving towards a more, you know, regressive, if you will, uh, more um, government controlled education system here. And uh, I'm not real jazzed about that. So uh, we need to keep an eye on that. And that is from Forbes' article. Um, watchdog.org said this, that three Colorado cities are have made the best the list of best cities to start a business that's Denver Aurora and Colorado Springs however I think that that is going to change uh, regarding all of the different things that are coming out of the state house I was talking to a friend of mine that had a small business that actually sold uh, products in different, municipalities. And because of this new sales tax law where, in fact, uh, he would have to file taxes in each of those mun- municipalities, it, it's it's just too much of a risk, he said, to continue that business. So he's shutting that business down. I've always uh, advocated and, and mentioned that instead of having uh, vendors have to pay taxes in where they sell that product to actually pay the tax on where that you know, where their business is, because that would make it so much easier. And uh, I um, that fell on deaf ears when I was on city council. Uh, Fort Collins uh, says residents want more renewable energy, but they don't want to pay for it. Imagine that. And then on the national level, uh, the Biden Foundation coffers have been filled by Democracy Alliance members. This is a really secret group of donors. And so uh, over the last few years, They have been putting money into the Biden Foundation. And we've seen this act before. We saw it with the uh, Clinton Foundation. And this is before, actually, they may be running for office. They get these foundations going. They say that they are doing good work. But it becomes actually a real slush fund for their uh, elections. And they're able to circumvent campaign finance laws, which, of course, Democrats have really been pushing for. Uh, So they push for them, they cheat, and then, actually you can catch the other guy and uh, uh, and accuse them of campaign finance um, infractions. And then this is, of course, uh, not not surprising, but in the San Francisco school district, there is a school that is considering removing the mural depicting George Washington, and they are uh, planning on taking that out of George Washington High School over concerns that it traumatizes students and community members. The panels of the mural were painted in 1936 by Russian-American painter Viktor Victor, Victor Arnantov as part of the Works Progress Administration project during the New Deal. Now, a working group made up of several panels <coughs> has concluded that the artwork might be upsetting to Native Americans and African Americans and should be removed from the walls of the school and archived my friends, this is very troubling. Uh, I was uh, talking with, actually, we're going to have um, her on tomorrow. That's Roberta Sutton. And she's written a book uh, called Why? Uh, what You Don't Know That Your Kids Don't Know. And our kids don't know our history. Uh, there, she tells the story of a father whose son, who was in some of the advanced programs, just graduated from high school, came home. And, you know, they're very proud of him. And so, He asked him, what do you know about George Washington, thinking that he'd know all these amazing stories about the founder of our country, you know, the general that stood up against the Britain, or stood up against the British. And his son kind of had a blank look on his face, and he said, well, I know he had slaves. And my friends, we are doing a great disservice to our our next generation and not teaching them our history. And uh, let's see. I think the a couple of other things, apparently the other headline, Boeing knew about safety alert problems for a year before telling the FAA, so that's going to be very interesting. The Wall Street Journal uh, reported on that. And then the Pointers Institute had put out a list of what they called were fake news sites. But imagine this: that list was uh, put together by the Southern Pover- Poverty Law Center, which is a far, far, far to the left. Um, advocacy group that uh, uh, you know basically will brand anybody that doesn't agree with them as you can fill in the blank all of the isms and is out there and uh, so anyway the um, Institute then retracted uh, that list because um, when they found out what was really going on they said oh that's not really true so, I'm going to go to break, and when we come back, we'll talk with Laura Carno. But it is a great time to be a fan, a sports fan here in Colorado. Tonight, the Avs, they're tied 3-3 with the San Jose Sharks. So it's for all the marbles tonight to move on towards the Stanley Cup. So uh, it's going to be very exciting. Last night, the Nuggets just blew past. Um, oh, now I'm drawing a blank who they were playing. But uh, they won big, and so the Nuggets are up 3-2. And then the Rockies, the Giants, uh, they play them today and tomorrow, and the Padres come to town for the weekend. And uh, Hooters Restaurants is my sports headquarters. They're a great place to watch the games. Their wings are fabulous. Wednesday is wing day. All the wings you can eat for fourteen ninety-nine. Love their smoked wings. They're half the calories. When all my girlfriends come over on Wednesday nights, we order Hooters wings and have them delivered right to the front door. So you can watch the game at Hooters, which is a lot of fun. You can have Hooters wings delivered to your front door, or you can stop by and pick them up on your way home. For more information, visit HootersColorado.com. That's HootersColorado.com. Let them know that you know the Americhicks, and we will be right back.
0: All AmeriChicks sponsors are an exclusive partnership with the AmeriChicks and are not affiliated or in partnership with KLZ or Crawford Broadcasting. If you would like to support the work of the AmeriChicks with Kim Munson and grow your business, contact Kim at AmeriChicks.com. That's AmeriChicks.com.
3: Dan Predovich and his team at Predovich & Company help your business plan ahead financially. The AmeriChicks with Kim Munson highly recommends Predovich & Company as your financial business consultant. Predovich & Company will take care of your tax preparation, bookkeeping, and business advisory services. Dan Predovich and his team want to learn the unique needs of your business through real, honest dialogue. Because of their advanced technological capabilities, Predovich & Company can help clients anywhere in the United States. Call 303-791-3000 to start preparing now for next year's tax season. Organize your business finances with Predovich & Company. Call 303-791-3000 today. Social media is important to the AmeriChicks, since it's an avenue we can utilize to hear from and speak to all of our friends. For those of you who enjoy listening to the show, we'd love to hear what's on your radar. Follow us and talk to us at AmeriChicks Twitter and Facebook pages. Also, if you're a business owner who could benefit from some extra foot traffic from like-minded friends, consider advertising on the AmeriChicks radio show. Contact us at AmeriChicks.com or email Kim at AmeriChicks.com.
1: Hey, welcome back to the AmeriChicks with Kim Munson, where we dissect issues as right versus wrong instead of right versus left. Agree or disagree, let's have a conversation. And offering you a conservatarian perspective. Be sure and check out my website, AmeriChicks.com. And also be sure and check out the website for our big event this Friday, StandForColorado.com. If you are concerned about the the direction of our state, then we need to come together and make a stand. So check out StandForColorado.com. We have over 20 amazing speakers. It's going to be a great day. And there are six locations uh, where people will be coming together to stand for Colorado. But somebody who really uh, stands for principles, stands uh, for, her, for her fellow man, if you will, because um, it's important that we make sure that people are, are safe, that our children are safe when they go to school. You know, we had this tragic shooting at a Douglas County high school yesterday. Uh, One student was killed. There were uh, eight, I believe, that were injured. And this is not okay. And as I was thinking about it, the person I wanted to talk to is Laura Carno because she's looking for solutions. Laura Carno, I can't believe what happened yesterday. Okay, you know what? Let's, we're we're going to need to get a different connection. I'm having trouble hearing Laura. So, Dave, will you try to get Laura on again? And, uh, because I want to hear every word that she has to say. And I was talking to a friend of mine yesterday uh, after we heard about this shooting. And y- y- in some ways, it's almost become too commonplace that we hear about kids that have gone to school and then they um, don't make it back home. And that's just not okay. And uh, so, Dave, do we have Laura on the line yet? Okay. So while we're working on getting that, we'll talk a little bit more about some of the news headlines out there. Let me give you this story here. Uh, An 18-month-old, excuse me, An 18-year-old student was killed yesterday. The Douglas County Sheriff's Office says they have two suspects in custody, and it does not believe that there are additional suspects. And one of the suspects is 18-year-old Devin Erickson. And uh, you know what, Dave, let's go to break. We've got some technical difficulties. Can we go ahead and do a break right now?
4: Don't miss Vino and Veritas, Wine and Truth, a study of the Federalist Papers. Join Kim Munson with the Americhicks at Waters Edge Winery in Centennial or Colorado Cork and Keg in Castle Rock. And coming soon, Vino and Veritas in Northern Colorado. Know why you believe what you believe and be able to have conversations with friends, family and colleagues. The Americhicks with Kim Munson would like to thank Bullets Both Ways in Centennial and Auto Fireguard in Castle Rock for sponsoring this fascinating study of the U.S. Constitution. Sign up today at Americhicks.com.
2: The mortgage process can be stressful, and with a potential increase in interest rates, it's more important than ever to get pre-qualified now so you're ready to buy. Call Kim Sturtz and Mark Cook with Home Mortgage Alliance to make sure you are making the right financial choice for you and your family. 303-517-7173. With over 30 years of combined experience, Kim Sturtz and Mark Cook of Home Mortgage Alliance have the knowledge and expertise to explore the many financing options available to you. They will remain available seven days a week, and they will always respond quickly to your calls because they pride themselves on their excellent customer service. Choose the only mortgage professionals recommended by the AmeriChicks with Kim Munson. Call Kim Sturtz and Mark Cook with Home Mortgage Alliance today. 303-517-7173. 303-517-7173.
4: You want to succeed, so you need to dress for the job, event, or relationship that you seek. For over 30 years, entrepreneur, stylist, and Americhick Kim Munson has been helping women look their very best. And guys, Kim can help you with made-to-measure shirts that fit great and you'll love to wear. Guys and gals, if you want to up your game and freshen your look, email kim at americhicks.com for your initial style consult him at americhicks.com
1: hey welcome back to the americhicks on the line we have laura carno we had a school shooting yesterday in douglas county and it is not okay when we send our kids to school and they don't come home at at the end of the day um you know it just it just it breaks my heart on what's going on what what's your comments about it i know that you are searching for solutions on this
5: right and and let's just first say that this is heartbreaking Um, whether you were um, part of the um, part of the community not part of the community it is uh, it is just heartbreaking when these things happen Uh, a lot of details still to come out so you know I hesitate to um, comment on many details because these things evolve over time Um, but you know it's the right and responsibility of parents to direct the education of their children and that means not just the curriculum. It means their safety. And uh, it is the job of the school to return your kids alive to you every single day, not just most days. And, and parents need to talk to their school, talk to their school boards, their principal, their superintendent, and ask them very detailed questions about security. Anything from um, what do we do with troubled kids that we think might be a danger to people to... If, God forbid, the worst happens and somebody comes onto campus with the intent of killing people, what is your plan? And specifically, if you've got a school resource officer or an armed security guard, what is the plan? If that person's not there, if they went to lunch, if they are in the restroom, what are you going to do? And as you know, Kim, I run Faster Colorado where we train the many, many school staff in Colorado who are armed on campus. And um, that it's clearly a solution we advocate um, so that that bad guys know that there's somebody on campus, um, don't know who because they're concealed carry, who can stop their crime.
1: Well, Laura, do you have any examples of where there has been school staff that uh, have gone through these FASTER programs that have actually stopped uh, uh, potential school shootings?
5: Yeah, I mean, nothing quite as dramatic as uh, as you know some of these big situations where somebody came in guns blazing and, and somebody was able to stop them with potentially lethal force. Um, but we get lots of different stories nationwide about um, armed staff who have confronted, let's say, somebody in the parking lot. Um, would it have turned into a mass killing or not? You have no way of knowing. Um, but just like outside of school, uh, many of these situations where um, a defensive use of, of gun is recorded, um, it, sometimes it's just the appearance um, of a of a firearm uh, that could be used in a defensive way that stops the perpetrator before he or she uh, even gets started. Uh, so we get lots of those stories. Some of them never make the news. Most of them actually uh, never make the news. But we haven't had um, anything like this happen nationwide at any uh, any schools where there was armed uh, armed staff on on scene. So,
1: uh, am I hearing you say that that we've not had shootings where we have armed armed staff, whether or not it be teachers, administrators, it could be um, you know uh, custodians. So we 've not had shootings where we've had that situation where people have been trained, so there's more than just that school res- resource officer because, like you, you say they can't be everywhere uh, all the time
5: right, yeah, and, and none that we, um, none that we know of, um, but as I say, there, there are some that have um, potentially been stopped um, b- before they became something um, something that serious, uh, and you have to wonder. Um, even though the employees who are armed on campus in in Colorado and in Ohio and other states where faster is, um, you have to wonder just the public knowledge that that school may have armed staff does that keep somebody from doing something and um you know sadly, we know so much about the minds of these these school killers, and for the most part, they want to take a lot of people with them. Body count is their goal, and so if they know that they may be stopped if they know that there are unknown concealed carry um, armed folks on campus, uh, they might decide that's not a good thing because they won't be able to take uh, lots of body count with them. And uh, and that's why we're very strong advocates, even where there is a school resource officer, uh, to have other concealed carry armed staff members.
1: Well, and my understanding is regarding the Aurora sh- uh, shooting the Aurora Theater shooting—that that that, uh, that guy actually drove past several different theaters that were not gun-free zones to get to a gun-free zone—and it's almost like when you see the sign "gun-free zone," it means to somebody that that wants to do some really bad things that nobody's going to be able to stand up against them. And uh, so, is that true? Do you do you recall whether or not that's true? On the yeah, Aurora he shooting? he
5: yeah, he did drive past. Um, other theaters that were not gun-free zones. Um, I've talked um, directly to George Brockler about it, and he said there's no indication that that's why he drove past them, um, but I think there's some. that's an interesting indication. Um, and, you know, there's a, a pretty big percentage, 92% of these mass killings happen in gun-free zones. So um, I think we can um, infer from that information that, um, the killers may be looking for places where they think there's a low possibility of people shooting back.
1: Okay, Laura. One one final question. One of the things that I hear from people is that, my gosh, if we have staff that is um, that is armed, I mean, a student might get shot, a student might get the gun. Uh, you know, they might accidentally, you know, uh, shoot a student if if a perpetrator comes in. How do you answer that?
5: Yeah, and that's a great question. We get that a lot as well. Um, we, those things haven't happened um, yet. I'm sure they would be huge news if they did. Um, and it's, but it's good to talk about the what-ifs. But we can talk about these what-ifs all day long. What we know is happening for a fact is that students and teachers are dying when bad guys, whether they're students or adults or whomever, come into these um, soft targets where these children and staff are sitting ducks killing people and we know that teachers and other school staff are already putting their bodies between bullets and children to save them um out of the um, 150 or so uh staff that we have trained here through faster colorado um man it's been the supreme um, privilege of my life to know them they are fierce fierce warriors and um my money's on them um as opposed to the things that could happen that just haven't happened yet and to
1: that note, a friend of mine has gone through your FASTER program. And uh, he said that actually in order to pass the FASTER program, that, that people have to, to do better than what uh, law, law enforcement has to do in some of their training. So these are highly trained individuals that care deeply about students that are going through this FASTER program.
5: Yeah, you're exactly right. There's a um, handgun proficiency test that law enforcement has to pass. Um, to be clear, we're not training these stu- school staffers to be police officers. It is one narrow skill set of stopping an armed uh, armed attacker. Um, but we actually increased the difficulty level of the test, and they actually exceed the level that um, law enforcement has to pass. They have to pass it at 100%. We've made it more difficult. And uh, it's not it's not easy to pass. If you talk to anybody who's gone through our class, it is a very difficult uh, class to pass. And we're okay with that. We're okay that not everybody um, everybody can meet that standard. It's a very high standard. Our kids are there.
1: Well, this is amazing work that you're doing. And uh, I was so pleased when I heard this. I know that you're going to be in really high demand. Unfortunately, because of the school right. shooting, but you are one of the national really experts on solutions on this and it's not okay to have our children be sitting ducks it is not okay that they go to school and they don't come home at the end of the day and that is uh, one of the things that I think school districts need to make sure that they are looking at all solutions and 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 parents uh, that have all solutions uh, as they send their kids off to school so um so appreciate that Laura Carno was able to join us this morning to talk about her Faster uh, Colorado program. And uh, if you want more information, uh, be sure and check out Laura Carno, and uh, she, she'll let you know about that. So, Dave, uh, Jason McBride is on the line, yes? Okay, Jason McBride, how are you doing?
6: Hey, good morning, Kim. How are you hanging in there?
1: <laughs> well, I'm doing fine. You know, this morning has been a little bit on technical difficulties, and there are days like that. But whenever I think about that, it's like, and you want me to trust a driverless car to drive around at 60 miles an hour? I don't think so, but I digress. Uh, The the market was a little bit crazy yesterday, huh?
6: Yeah, talk about technical difficulties. Uh, You know, the day before, I said I thought maybe the market had been vaccinated, you know, against such big (laughs) uh, swings due to uh talks about the tariffs but apparently I was wrong at least for one day we uh we got a good old fashioned rear end kicking yesterday down big uh heavier volume we closed near the lows uh looks like we're going to open down a little bit this morning again so uh we'll see if we're out of the woods yet or not and and it sounds like um uh, You know they're still working on the on the China deal, but there there's just some feeling that uh, they ran into some glitches, and we might have some news uh, later this week or or maybe early next week, and at least we'd have a little bit more of an answer on where things have been going.
1: Okay, you know, and one other question, Jason, when we had gone through, I think it was a month or so ago, you had gone through all the different indices, and you know the Dow Jones, the S and P. And Boeing is a big part of the Dow Jones. And this, uh, this, thing, this news article that came out in the Wall Street Journal that Boeing knew about some of these safety problems a year before telling the FAA, do you think that affected the market as well, since that's such a big part of the Dow Jones?
6: Well, absolutely. Uh, Boeing, uh, you know, it's funny you mention it. It, it affected the market uh, in a positive way. Uh, Boeing was down less than the overall markets yesterday, believe it or not. So if Boeing would have been down uh, the same approximately 2% as the rest of the markets, uh, then the Dow would have been down even worse. So believe it or not, Boeing actually helped out yesterday.
1: So it was probably already in the stock price because lots of times... Uh, What happens is people anticipate news on on, uh, these stocks. So that's really interesting. You know, Jason, you really keep an eye on things. And if people are, you know, concerned about their nest egg or want another set of eyes, I know that you and your colleagues over at Presidential Wealth Management are happy to sit down with people and talk with them about that
6: yeah i think that's uh... what we were really good at is helping people see their big picture uh... see what they look like overall uh... help them get their investments uh... rejiggered so to speak if needed and, and sometimes you know people need a whole overhaul so everybody's different everybody's retirement is different everybody's ideas are different so Uh, We're not going to just give you kind of a stamped out plan that's the exact same one we give everybody. We'll spend some time, understand your numbers, uh, your needs, and hopefully your personality as well and make it a good experience in in as many ways as possible.
1: Well, and for more information, people can check out chickspresidential.com. That's chickspresidential.com. And, uh, and you can reach Jason and the good people over at Presidential Wealth Management that way. The phone number is 303-694-1600. 303-694-1600. Jason, thanks so much. We'll talk to you tomorrow.
6: Have a good show, Kim.
1: Okay, thank you. And we're going to jump right on over here and talk with Congressman Ken Buck. He is in Washington, and Washington is in a dither and Twitter about all kinds of things uh, going on. Welcome, Congressman Buck.
0: Thank you, Kim. Good to be with you.
1: Well, good to talk to you. And my gosh, uh, what is going on there? I can't wait to to ask you these questions. Attorney General William Barr uh, looks like that uh, they that um, the Democrats may hold him in contempt. What is going on in Washington right now?
0: Well, I, I tell you, I, I think they uh, were very disappointed in the. A Mueller report, and they didn't get what they expected, and now they're grasping for straws. And this is a perfect example. Uh, they have uh, given the attorney general a subpoena for all of the documents that, uh, for, for the entire Mueller report, uh, an unredacted Mueller report. The attorney general would be violating the law if he gave them that unredacted report because there is grand jury material and classified material in that report. And so, uh, the attorney general, uh, would violate the law on the one hand or be held in contempt of Congress on the other. And, and it's just an untenable position to put a, a cabinet level official in. And, and, uh, we will be uh, marking up the resolution to hold the attorney general in contempt, uh, in the Judiciary Committee in about an hour and a half. So I am, I'm anxious to get there and, uh, and do battle.
1: Well, Congressman Buck, it seems to me that this is really about optics, that, in fact, the Democrats, for you know, that busy, everyday person out there, they're just kind of looking at headlines. And so they're seeing these headlines that William Barr held in contempt. And so it implies that they're hiding something, that uh, he won't give them the full report, when, as you mentioned, by law he can't do that. It seems to me like it's optics, since they didn't get what they wanted with the Mueller report, they're trying to really confuse people and create chaos in their minds. Uh, and, uh, you know, I think it's really disingenuous, but it seems like it's a political narrative to me.
0: I, I think it is in, in large part optics. And, and what, uh, what, the Democrat, what, what the Democrats know they have to do is they have to go to court and they have to ask a court uh, for a waiver of grand jury material so that the attorney general has the uh, ability to uh, uh, deliver that uh, report in in the form that they wanted it. Um, I'm not sure the court would give it to them. The court has given uh, that kind of waiver uh, in two occasions. One was the Nixon impeachment, and the other was the Clinton impeachment. Uh, But they they are clearly going down an impeachment path right now. They just don't want to use the impeachment word.
1: Okay, so that's a whole nother thing. Uh, this, uh, you know, the Democrats have, first of all, they were not pleased with the election of Donald Trump. I think that it totally surprised them. And so they've never really um, adhered, gotten on the Trump train, gotten on the train that, I, and just backing up a little bit, as I look at what's really happening with our economy, I, I, I think that Donald Trump has a great love for the American people, no matter what your descriptor is. You know, when you look at uh, one of the lowest unemployment rates in the history of our country, and when you look at a 3.2% GDP growth, which was uh, for the last quarter, this is something that doesn't look at the descriptors, that uh, the intersectionality, if you will, that the left is trying to bring together of all these people that are underserved or underprivileged. When you start to have low unemployment and a good economy, that raises everybody's boats, no matter what the descriptor is. And that seems to be one of the things that these these Democrats that have, these I want to say the far-left radicals that have taken over the Democrat Party. This is no longer the Democrat Party of JFK. This is way, way, you know, far, far, far to the left. And uh, they don't want everyday people to be prospering, it seems, because they are doing everything they can to try to stop Donald Trump and the good work that is is actually occurring.
0: Well, I, I think there is a socialist strain in in the Democrat Party now, and I see it in Congress, certainly with especially some new members, but certainly with uh, uh, more seasoned members also. Uh, ever since the the Bernie Sanders campaign, which was really came on the heels of the Obama administration and the and the lurch to the left with Obamacare and Dodd Frank and uh, their, their their vast regulatory scheme. Uh, you could see uh, the direction that that the Democrats have been heading uh, for the last 10, 15 years, and we, we are now faced with a, a, a clear choice between a Republican and a democracy, between capitalism and socialism. And and uh, I think that that Donald Trump has has made it very clear that capitalism works. We have a booming economy for the first time in years. And we uh, we owe that to uh, basic market principles that the president has instilled. And so I, I hope the American people understand the, the contrast and the choice that they have.
1: Well, we do have a clear uh, contrast. And, you know, one of the things that uh, we're working on, is the Stanford Colorado rally that uh, we are having on Friday afternoon at the the Capitol here in uh, in Denver, and there's uh, five other locations throughout the state where every day hardworking Coloradans are coming together to to basically take a stand against what this um, uh, House of Representatives, State Senate, and Governor had the rules, regulations, and laws that have been presented and and are being implemented now. And as I've been working through my thoughts on this, there's two things that have really come forward. And first of all, you know, the Democrats have have tried to portray themselves as the party of compassion, the party of uh, really caring about people. But uh, Congressman Buck, what we've seen seen in Colorado here is that there have been uh, people that have gone down to the Capitol that have never gone down before over a range of issues whether or not it's the oil and gas bill, the forced vaccination bill, uh, the the uh, you know the sex education bill, which is the hypersexualization of our children, I mean, there are so many things across the spectrum. And uh, I've heard I've heard that suburban woman, that suburban Democrat woman, uh, one of them said to me, "I thought the Democrats cared for me, but I realized that that is not the case." And. Um, Like on the forced vaccination bill, there were three Republicans, uh, Senator Owen Hill, Senator Paul Lundine, and Senator Rob Woodward, that really stood for freedom. They stood stood for choice. And the point there is, is it's never compassionate to take away somebody else's freedom. And that was one of the big things that I've really learned as I've watched this legislative session here in Colorado. Um, You know, what do you think about that?
0: Well, I think you're absolutely right. There there is a difference between a hand out and a hand up. And we have always talked in the Republican Party about how uh, people have a dignity in work and and giving people the opportunity to succeed is what uh, Republicans stand for. Um, And the the freedom uh, that we've always talked about in terms of the job place uh, is also the freedom that we talk about in, in other areas. And Uh, I'm I'm amazed that this uh, legislature lurched to the left as it did, and there wasn't more media coverage. Thank God we have uh, radio hosts like you who are willing to talk about uh, exactly what's going on. But the one that really surprised me, Kim, because I thought it was sort of a a more arcane issue, uh, uh, an issue that uh, might be a little harder for people to understand, but people get it. And and that's this, uh, the changing medical college, the the popular vote bill that that was passed in the legislature and signed by the governor. uh, People are are really upset that we are giving our electoral votes to uh, California and and New York. And uh, I am really pleasantly surprised by how many people get it and and understand just uh, how terrible this legislative session has been.
1: Well, Congressman Buck, let's talk some more about this national popular vote, but let's go to break uh and uh when we come back this is it's unprecedented this run around the US constitution but i think a lot of people don't understand the electoral college and the reason that the the founders put that into the constitution and then also the other thing that i'm learning is that socialism is force and when you look across the the, the different uh surveys out there is still most americans would like to have the freedom to live their life as they see fit. So this is Kim Munson with the AmeriChicks. We're going to go to break. We have on the line with us Congressman Ken Buck, which I'm absolutely thrilled because we are talking to him before he goes over to his uh, Judiciary Committee meeting in about an hour. So you're hearing all of this first with us. So we'll be right back.
4: Award-winning realtor Karen Levine has 30 years of experience with REMAX Alliance. As a director with the National Association of Realtors, Karen Levine works to protect your private property rights. Karen Levine believes in home ownership. Since losing her mother to breast cancer, Karen Levine has helped to organize a local fundraising event called Karen's for the Cure, raising money for breast cancer research. Choose Karen Levine to buy or sell your home because she understands that it's more than just a house. Karen Levine comes highly recommended by the AmeriChicks with Kim Munson. So call award-winning realtor Karen Levine with REMAX Alliance today at 303-877-7516. That's 303-877-7516. Presidential Wealth Management has educated thousands of Coloradans at our free financial education classes. We're offering two Social Security classes in May. Our Arvada class will be held at the Apex Center Tuesday, May 7th at 6.30 p.m. and Saturday, May 11th at 10 a.m. Our Lakewood class will be held at the Lakewood Library on Tuesday, May 14th and Thursday, May 16th at 6 p.m. Go to chickspresidential.com to sign up online or call 303-694-1600 and make your reservation with Natalie.
2: Come join the 88 drive-in for all your favorite blockbuster movies. We're open seven days a week. Admission is only $9 per person, and children under 12 are free. Starting Friday, May 3rd, features will include Avengers Endgame, Captain Marvel, and Shazam! And remember, our popular Monday through Thursday pizza special, get one 12-inch pizza served fresh and hot from our oven and two tall, cool 16-ounce sodas, all for only 12 bucks. Plus, now you can top it all off with our new sweet, crunchy churros and a steaming cup of hot chocolate. For more information, go to our Facebook page or visit our website at 88drivein.net.
0: You get more out of life when you go out to a movie.
1: Welcome back to the AmeriChiefs with Ken Munson, where we dissect issues as right versus wrong instead of right versus left, agree or disagree. Let's have a conversation. And we are having a conversation with uh, Congressman Ken Buck. He's back in Washington, D.C., and you're, you're going to be heading over to the Judiciary Committee meeting here in about an hour, you said.
0: I will be, yes.
1: Okay. And uh, is, is there anything big that's going to happen today, do you think, at the committee meeting?
0: I'm sorry. Yes, absolutely. The the markup on the resolution uh, holding the attorney general in contempt will be today, which means we will review the bill, offer amendments to the bill, and uh, then, uh, uh, assuming the Democrats have the votes, they will pass the bill out of committee uh, to the floor. So uh, it could be heard as early as next week on the floor of the House, but uh, today, in about an hour, we'll hear it in in the Judiciary Committee for the first time.
1: Oh, it's going to be a big day, that's for sure. Now, you mentioned before we went to break the national popular vote here in Colorado. Uh, that is some legislation that was passed where instead of adhering to the U.S. Constitution and the Electoral College, that in fact uh, we would uh, have a compact with other states that our votes, our Electoral College votes, would go for whoever got the popular vote. Uh, throughout the uh, the nation and as we've seen it's been those real populous uh, cities that have affected uh, you know the popular vote in their states for example in California Los Angeles San Francisco and so in essence we're giving up our voice we're giving up our vote to California or to Illinois or New York and so in essence it's it's uh, you know uh, putting uh, putting down the voice of the individual is actually hurting the the minority on this, and uh, so it's it's almost historic that uh, that we have this ballot initiative that we're trying to get onto the ballot on whether or not we would adhere to this particular law that was passed in Colorado, and uh, what do you think exactly about that, uh, Congressman Buck?
0: Well, the, the, the Constitution, when it was uh, created um, and ratified, was uh, in, in, in the Electoral College. It was intended to protect the more rural states, the states that had more agriculture um, and less lower populations. <clears throat> and the, uh, by doing away with that, uh, uh, Colorado, Wyoming, the whole Rocky Mountain region, really, and, and much of the Midwest, uh, gives up their vote to the coasts. And uh, when, when you go strictly with a, po- a national popular vote, you will see a lot less uh, campaigning and a lot less concern about the issues that affect uh, rural Colorado in particular, but uh, really uh, rural America. And the, uh, the political effort will be made in the large cities. It undermines what we are as a country. It undermines our diversity. And and that's uh, a serious problem. And I, I I don't know it's it's I don't know that that was the consequence. Whether that was the intended consequence, but it's certainly an unintended consequence of of what's occurred in, in the Colorado legislature.
1: Well, and what's happened, Congressman Buck, is uh, <clears throat> there has been uh, Rose Puglisi, who is a commissioner out in Mesa County, and then Don Wilson, who is the mayor of Monument. They came together. And they said, and in and, and Colorado, we have something unique in our Constitution, and that is is if a law is passed, unless it has the safety clause, then the people of Colorado have the right to review that law. And so that is what is happening here is Rose and Don have said, okay, you know, but you passed this law, but the, the people of Colorado actually have a voice on whether or not uh, they wanted uh, that Colorado should adhere to that law. So it's called the National Popular Vote. They're in a fervent uh, effort right now to get enough uh, signatures on petitions to get this on the ballot, I believe, in 2020. And so at our Stanford, Colorado rallies, we will actually have a National Popular Vote petition gatherers there. So you, uh, when you come to the rallies, you can actually sign that petition. And it's just the question on whether or not Colorado should adhere to this. And it's really an unconstitutional law. You know, the U.S. Constitution, if you don't like it, the founders put in a way to change that, and that is through the amend- amendment process. But, so this is very unconstitutional. But regardless, Rose and Don said, you know, well, let, let's have the people of Colorado review this. My concern, Congressman Buck, is that a lot of people don't understand the Electoral College. And they are adhering to this uh, byline that, that in essence, giving up our electoral votes to the popular vote gives us a voice, but it's actually the the exact opposite of that. But how are we going to make sure that people understand the beauty of the Electoral College?
0: I've been surprised by how many people do, and, and I think uh, when you change the Constitution uh, Americans' default position is that uh, the Constitution should not be changed, and so really the burden will be on uh, those in the legislature that feel uh, that they have to change the Constitution. I, I think that uh, the the idea that uh, after 243 years or whatever the number of years has been since the uh, Constitution uh, was ratified, we are going to change a very, very fundamental uh, concept in the Constitution. I I, I think that uh, the the legislature overacted. and I I certainly don't believe they had a mandate uh, of any kind on on the popular vote. So I think it's going to be a challenge for us to uh, educate Coloradans. But I think it's going to be a reason why a lot of Coloradans turn out uh, in this presidential year to vote. And I I think it will really backfire on the Democrats that they have chosen to uh, pursue this Uh, Because I I really believe that a lot of uh, conservative, unaffiliated voters will uh, choose to vote uh, as a result of of this issue being on the ballot.
1: Well, and strategically, we only have a couple of minutes left. But strategically, what I see is I think that the polling, the inside baseball polling, must show that at this particular point in time that Donald Trump, because of this good economy, uh, you know, 3.2% GDP growth, such low unemployment, that people like that. When their own personal economies are doing well, they typically will vote the person in office back in. And so we've seen this movement then to what I would say really does take away the voice of, of voters, and that is to we've seen uh, proposals that we have 16-year-olds vote. Uh, we've seen uh, proposals that uh, have felons vote. Uh, in Los Angeles, which is one of the big population centers, they actually had more people registered to vote than people that live there. And so I think this is strategic, that they are concerned and they are working to, to change this so that they can fe- defeat Donald Trump.
0: I, I think that's part of it. I think they, they, they seek control of legislatures and uh, various uh, entities through through this mechanism, but but absolutely, and, and I have to tell you, I, I think Donald Trump has done a great job managing the economy, and, and I think uh, people will vote their pocketbooks. My fear is that uh, we have had an unparalleled, uh, an unprecedented attack on this president uh, for uh, the last two years, two and a half years, and. It's really uh, uh, unbelievable that anyone could survive and and maintain uh, as much popularity as he has, given uh, what the mainstream media has done. But if you look at the results, if you look at uh, America's standing in the world, if you look at the economy, uh, there are are very few times in in our uh, recent history that we have been as strong as we are right now.
1: Well, that's for sure. Congressman Buck, thank you so much for taking the time to talk with us this morning. We greatly appreciate it.
0: My pleasure, Kim. Thank you.
1: Okay. Our quote from today, for today is from Jim, a listener, and this is George Washington after the victories of Trenton and Princeton. A people unused to restraint must be led. They will not be drove. And so today, read great books, think good thoughts, listen to beautiful music, communicate and listen well, live honestly and authentically, strive for high ideals, and like Superman, stand for truth, justice, and the American way. This is Kim Munson signing off. God bless you, and God bless America.